Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, the unrest at Manchester United continues after two one-all draws. Newcastle have a new hero, but Trippier will miss the coming games following news of a broken metal tassel. Frank Lampard gets his first win as Everton boss in the league at least with Donny van der Beek starring in a 3-0 win over Leeds. And there's trouble brewing at Tottenham following defeats to Southampton and Wolves. With all that and Liverpool and City cruising along at the top of the table, let's talk football. Well, hello everyone, welcome back. Welcome back everyone. We're here for another week of podcast fun. Fun? This is not going to be fun. Well, you know. It's 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 a bit it's a bit it's a bit fun. It might be fun for those listening. Yeah, oh, it would be fun for everybody listening. Yeah, as we dissect the things that have been happening. Indeed. Um. Uh, two seconds. Heads or tails? Heads. Tails. I'll go first. Thanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did actually flip a coin as well. That wasn't just for jokes, by the way. Double coin. It, well, if it was, you'd have, you could you had a, still had a fifty-fifty chance of winning. True. Because if it had been a heads coin rather than a tails coin, anyway, <laughs> I get to go first. <laughs> Sit back, everyone. <laughs> What's going on at Manchester United? There's all sorts of stuff coming out now about the squad and. Stuff going on behind the scenes. Now, to talk about the two games, because they were very similar in many ways. Yeah. We played very, very well in the first half. Didn't kill the game. Yeah. Then came out second half and conceded early because we were really slow at getting started and then just couldn't get anything going. That that was the two games for Man United last week. Pretty much, yeah. And then Gary Neville is also now... Because this is the more interesting stuff going on at Manchester United. Gary Neville came out at the weekend and says, well, we know who's leaking stuff to the press because <laughs> they're coming to us and telling us. Ooh. Which I thought was brilliant in, in his podcast. Okay. He won't say because he, he won't, he doesn't he won't want say, to get... obviously. But it's, more, it's not so much that. right? People are going, oh, he's just pretending. They're probably the... <laughs> what a lot of the United fans are saying on Twitter is, Oh, they're probably English players then because Gary Neville's protecting them. When really what he's doing is protecting the fact that if they want to continue hearing this stuff from the journalists, it's best not to give away the sources. And doesn't that sum Manchester United up at the moment? It's all a it's bit just of a, all mess. a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. Everything, everything's just completely... There's, there's something quite rotten going on, the to ship, be quite honest. The ship is rudderless. Uh, it's not so much rudderless, it's... It's just in mutiny. Yeah. And it's odd and it's strange and it's not, it, it doesn't feel like Manchester United right now. Do you know what I mean? I could take, yeah. I could take us not playing well. Yeah. Without all this nonsense going on. All I can think of now is Ralph Ragnick standing there going, infamy, infamy, they've all got it infamy. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, he'll be stranded on an island somewhere. With his first mate. <laughs> With his first mate, yeah. Darren Fletcher at the minute, I think. Yeah. But no, it's well, it's not. It's the guy 
that he brought in from um from America. Forgive me, I can't remember his name, but yeah. So they're they're in there at the minute in the trenches, digging it digging it out, trying to create something. But I've said this since since I came in since he came in, it was he's never going to get enough respect in that dressing room in the amount of time that he's got between now and the end of the yeah, season to actually he's only be there do anything. For six months. He's only there for six months and see him off and yeah, that's the end of it. But we just look lethargic. And I put this out in a tweet the other night and I was just thinking, and it, it was odd to me because when you look at some of the individuals, they have real good moments in the game. You think you're right. Paul Pogba was bossing the midfield in the first half in both of those games. Well, both of the games that he played. He was bossing it. He was strong. He was passing. He was spreading it. Luke Shaw was bombing up and down the sides. Varane looks solid. De Gea's De Gea at the minute at his best. You know, Bruno's running around, getting in people's faces, breaking stuff down, trying to break forward quickly. Scott McTominay is breaking some stuff up. But then collectively, as a unit, they fall apart. Yeah. Like, and he's just why. like yeah. they just get it and then you know Maguire's not in the best of form so he's full of mistakes at the minute getting a lot of criticism from Man United fans yeah a lot of criticism so you know he he needs to he, he needs to try and block that out and try and get back to some form of his best because you know Harry Maguire on his day is a very good defender yes he's, he is yeah you know, he, he was in the team of the he was in the team of the tournament at the Euros yeah he was brilliant at Leicester, he, you know, people still give him a lot of stick, but he's a very good central defender and he's not normally got those mistakes in him, no. but he's under pressure at the minute and he needs to turn it around. And I think that's the thing with Harry Maguire. When he is under pressure, it magnifies any little error he does tenfold. Yeah, and that's and that's being at Manchester United yeah. a lot of the time. Because, yeah. you know, you, you, you do that when you're out of form at a different club, you probably don't get... You probably don't There's get the dogs' abuse. Yeah. yeah, the fan base probably might come at you, but you don't get the whole world coming at yeah. you like you do when, when it's Manchester Obviously United. It's 70,000 people groaning because you've made a mistake. Yeah, in the stadium. But then, you know, yeah. you're going home. You know, you might be jumping on social media. Yeah. You I, see it all. If I were you, you turn on, you turn on Sky Sports. <laughs> well, you turn on Sky Sports News. you got Paul Merson having a pop at you or Alan Shearer or whoever. Merson's one. Uh, Roy Keane. So it's all it's all it's all up there, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like okay. So there's a lot of pressure when that kind of comes through. But we're we're so like in both thing is we played really well, and I was like, oh, okay, you feel like something's getting going. Yeah. Sancho, I forgot to mention, Sancho was brilliant the last couple of games, yeah. in, particularly in the first half when he was getting on the ball and taking players on. We, he was showing the Sancho that we bought. But it's just, it's a struggle, and it's such a struggle. Fragile, I think is the word I would use. It's just, it's shocking. They just need to come out in the second half and defend (laughs) as a team. That's it. They need to defend as a team. They're not defending as a team. Yeah. That's a lot of the problem I'm finding is just that individually, you don't know what the manager's instructions are to the forwards in terms of when they need to get back in and when they don't. But sometimes, you know, you see them up there and they're not always getting back straight away but that might just be part of the risk that they're playing in terms of well you know if you kind of hang around if we can win this ball back quickly you're in a better position to for us to break away with etc 
but you know there have been videos doing the circles doing doing the rounds around rashford not necessarily doing his, his backtracking yeah i'm gonna ask you but, something you know, now and i want you to be honest on. with me yeah do you think bringing back cristiano ronaldo has now backfired no because this this problem's deeper than cristiano ronaldo right, okay that's fine the, pro- the problem's deeper than ronaldo it you know we've if we were doing this without Ronaldo, we'd be out the Champions League. Yeah. You know, we'd be... It, Ronaldo has done it everywhere he's ever been. Yeah. But I'm not saying he's he's necessarily at his best, obviously, right now. He's out of form. Yeah. He's not getting his goals. He's missing a few chances. Um, But he's still our top goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. He brings a mentality that's very different to the rest of that squad. So maybe that's something that needs working on. But that is the mentality that all the fans want. They want that winning mentality that Ronaldo brings yeah. to be going through that dressing room. It's just interesting so, that obviously, obviously looking at your squad as a whole, if you're playing with a number nine, which obviously you tend to do, you've mm-hmm. got Cavani and Ronaldo. But that is the issue right yeah. now that we've got, isn't it? We, you know, we haven't it's got the, a young striker. It's the mobility of the number nine. Yeah. Obviously, if and you've that, got... That'd be fair. But to be honest, if we weren't going to fill that anyway this summer, Ronaldo was the bonus, which is why Ronaldo is not the problem. No. Because Ronaldo came, became available and we went, yeah, we'll have him because yes. it's Ronaldo. You know what I mean? So it wasn't as if we got Ronaldo and then didn't get a big striker else, you know, didn't get a, a younger, more mobile striker because of that. No. I mean, in some ways, at the start of the season, we thought we had one. Yes. But we don't, obviously, anymore. So, yeah. so, so you know, there's no issue with, with that for me. I'll, I'll, I'll never have a go. Just seeing Ronaldo back in the United shirt, giving us the moments that he has given us, you know, those late winners in the Champions League, the, the debut day against Newcastle when he got the couple and the whole stadium was just there. Yeah. That was, you know, they're special moments and that he can provide. And he, he's still capable of doing that, I think. You know, he, he looks like he's he's probably a half a yard off. Oh, he does. At the minute. Absolutely. But that, but that yeah. might... The thing is, that might be a form thing. It might not be. It might be his legs starting to catch up. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think it's his legs, personally. But yeah. he did play the two... He did play the full two hours against Middlesbrough. Yeah. And then, and then all the criticism came out because he was on the bench against Burnley. And I thought, he's 37. Yeah. He's just played two hours against Middlesbrough. Yeah. And yet all the talk is, why is Ronaldo on the bench? Because I mean, it's quite clear why he's on the bench. Because you don't want to break him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Cavani took a knock, I think, as well. Yeah. The back end of last week. But oh. a lot of people are starting to feel that maybe Cavani is starting to not fancy it anymore. And therefore, oh, I'm injured, Gaffer. Mm, yeah. It's, Yeah. So there's a lot going on in that dressing room that doesn't something doesn't feel right. I think Dean Henderson's had to come out and defend himself because a lot of the rumours are that he's the leak. Yeah. But he's come out and said, you know, it's affecting my family, please stop, it's not true, etc. That's that those you know, he came out with a statement. Yeah. Worst of those effects, and that's not verbatim. Um so he's come out denying that he's part of the problem. So yeah, it's just it's just a bit messy. All the thing with Lingard as well, when the miscommunication yes. with the manager yeah. and that. Yeah. that that has a different. I had a different view on that last week, but now when you put it into more of this context of stuff coming out from the dressing room, it's okay. So it's not quite. You know, everything's just not right. It's broken. Yeah, things are broken in that dressing room, and it, it needs someone to bring them back together. And who that is? Full credit I to Southampton know. and Burnley, though. 
They took advantage. Yeah, I mean, they, they kept going. They didn't give up. And they worked and they, they earned their goals. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not as if it was they were freebies. Uh, you know, they worked hard. They stayed in the game, which is all you can do in those in those type of games. Because the longer you stay in it, the more of a chance you've got. And, you know, United in more games than not will concede at the minute. Yeah. And I argue you know? Southampton probably deserved to win that. Uh, not over the 90 minutes. No. Because I thought we were very, very good in the first half. Yeah. We were very good in the first half. We were all over and we should have put that game, another game that we should have put to bed in the first half. Yeah. But we didn't. So, you know, I think that Southampton were very good in the second half and deserved over the 90 minutes, yeah. taking out all the issues at Manchester United, deserved their point. Absolutely. Didn't take it away from them. Just so, like they deserved their three points against Tottenham earlier on that week. Yes. Shall we move on? Your turn. Yeah, your turn. My turn. Okay. So, should we roll it back to last Wednesday? If you wish. What a capitulation. Never seen any... Well, I have seen anything like it. Yeah, you have. But I've three not nil down, seen it for 3-0 up at half-time. White Hart Lane, losing 5-3. I remember that one. Yeah, lost 4-3 to Manchester City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the two goals that we conceded late in the game to Elianusi and to Che Adams, they were carbon copies. James Ward-Prowse, ball in the box, header at the far post, Emerson out, jumped by the player... And we conceded two goals in two minutes. Yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it's just the way it's going right now, isn't it? Well, it is, and it's a head scratcher. I mean, a lot of people are putting it down to Oliver Skip not being in the team at the minute because he gives us that solidity in the midfield. But he's twenty-one years old. That pressure should not be on his shoulders that much. Yeah. It's it's down to everybody else to pull their finger yes, out and and start playing. Despite what's taking charge on the pitch as well and, and reading situations as players, isn't it? Not yeah, just... I mean, the two goals we conceded against Wolves were calamitous. I mean, we're going back to blink in the late 90s when we used to do things like this. <laughs> I mean, there was what, they come off the post, it, you know, Loris patted it away and then there was about four Wolves players there and not a Tottenham player in sight. Rolling back the years it just, at Tottenham. I mean, there are players within the squad that we have at the moment that are not going to fit to the Antonio Conte mould going forward. And as I said to you before we started, people need to calm down and we need to get through to the summer. There was going to be a massive change to this squad in the summer. There are going to be players leaving it that you may not necessarily expect to leave it, and there'll probably be players you'll be glad to see the back of. But truth be told, out of the starting eleven that started the game on Sunday, uh, on Sunday, so Loris will still be here, Romero will, Davis will, Son will, Harry Kane will be, and Ben concur. Yeah, the rest of them all up for grabs. Hmm. I mean, literally Indeed. from the starting eleven at least. Obviously, Kulinevsky come off the bench. He did really well. I thought, obviously, at 2-0 down, we had to change something, and we did. Everyone was like, Ray, Ryan Sessegnon's gone off. It was a tactical change. It wasn't for the fact that Sessegnon was playing badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Wolves just coasted home, really. They sat back. They defended. 
and we just couldn't muster anything. We were unlucky with a couple of chances. Winks hit the post. That was unlucky. But, yeah. yeah. If we're going to get in the top four, which I don't think we are at this point in time anyway, we're going to have to play a hell of a lot better than that over the next 16 games that we've got left. I think you might be right. Fortunately, be we've got games in hand on the teams around us. But if we keep losing, then we're not going to catch up, are we? It doesn't help. No, it doesn't. That's three defeats on the... That's the first time Antonio Conte's lost three games on the bounce since he was at Atalanta in, like, 2009. Yeah, it's not ideal, it's for not. sure. And it keeps happening to these poor managers. They come to Tottenham, and we ruin their careers. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the problem. That seems to be an issue, but... On a serious note, I think there's just a lot of work to do with that Tottenham squad. There is. There is a lot of surgery still to be done to it. There is. I think, yeah. you know, Conte isn't going to mess around and he won't suffer the fools. No. And he'll, and he'll turn that Tottenham side into a side that he wants, that he wants it to look like. And he's probably, you know, the back end of this season was always going to be a bit of a free hit for him. Yeah. Whether he feels it might be worth temporarily changing things just to get you through the end of the season with the players that you've got. I don't know if that's something that's in his makeup. Maybe. Just to kind of go, actually, well, we're not really suited to this. Well, let's just, for now, until the summer, get the players we want out in the summer. Yeah. But you're still going to need them to the end of the season, so it's an opportunity to get them out there and showcase them. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it is it is trouble. It is trouble. I think the fans are getting frustrated, aren't they? They and are, they are getting little, frustrated. Maybe a little, impa- yeah. little bit impatient to a degree, but, I mean, just the standards have just been set now at Tottenham yeah. over the recent years and, you know, since getting to their Champions League final. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's just been backwards since then. It has, and, uh, and that's the difficulty, obviously, from going to that point. Obviously, Maurizio Pochettino did so well with the side that we had. I am the first to admit we were punching well above our weight. Well above it. When we finished second... To a degree, but when you think about it, you had, you know, a a much better defence than you do now. Yeah. Because you had Alderweireld and Vertonghen probably in their peak at that point. Yeah. Don't forget. So, you know, there has been a decline in the standard. Ericsson was at his best. Um, you know, and you know, we all know how brilliant he is. You had Kane and Ali. All of these players were playing their best, and they were all very, very talented footballers. That's not, you know, what I mean, it's not as if you were saying, "Oh, they're not," you know, they weren't great. But Pochettino got more out of them. No, that that was a very, very good, very good team. Yeah. That you had back then, but then obviously you lost the two centre backs, and they started to, they started to come off their best. Yeah. At the end, obviously, Deli Ali has completely lost form and confidence over the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, Kane's still there, but Kane wanted out. Yeah. So you've got all of these these things kind of happening. Ericsson obviously moved on as well. He went to Inter, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you've got all, all these kind of big things happening and nothing of real great quality coming in. No. Really. And I think that's... Oh, I forgot to mention... I did forget to mention Son, by the way, who obviously we all know is brilliant as yeah. well. I think the biggest thing that we had when we lost that Champions League final, we didn't kick on. As yeah. you say, we digressed. We went backwards. Yeah. 
and no, we did. haven't and I th we haven't found I think a lot of it was because yet. of that summer a lot of it was because of that summer yeah you know whether because you didn't buy any players that summer did you that was no, the summer that no we didn't nothing happened well we're in, the reason why we didn't buy anybody Maurizio Pochettino was like I don't need to add to the squad because I'm happy with the one I have yeah but you still need I to mean, add to it yeah he looked miserable as hell he did. Well. I've talked about that before. I've talked about that before. Yeah. In that, in you know, he didn't seem to have that kick up and go. Let's go again about him, which I think you need at the top level because you're gonna, you're not gonna win every final that you're in. No. You know, so you've got you've got to take that, and that that's yeah, that's where my issue with Pochettino is in general is that he couldn't, he didn't seem to be able to pick himself back up to say right, okay, we were close, we need to go again. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair. And, and the fact, and the fact he didn't improve the squad or add to it meant that then they were at a level where they probably weren't going to get back to anyway because of like well as as just mentioned and then and then obviously city improved liverpool got better yeah you know even united that season got better we weren't brilliant by any stretch of the imagination but we were better um so it, they got left behind and then it's always a a scramble then to try and get back in yeah that's it we, we are now playing catch-up we are now at the point where actually a couple of seasons ago we were in the top four and now we're yeah. sort of fighting for fifth sixth and maybe fourth if we can play our cards right yeah. I, th I think i think you're still in that race because a lot of the teams around are just not are not taking you know not taking charge of that situation right now arsenal have got the best chance at this point and after they miss their game, obviously this weekend. Yeah, so closer to the other two than we are at the minute. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just a. Uh, it's it's not over yet that, but yeah, some European places. Yeah, indeed. Right. That's the therapy session over, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for indulging us. Let's talk about other bits and pieces, and let's start with Frankie Lampard. Frankie Lampard, what a win! What a win! Important win for Everton as well, him there, Lights. where they are yeah. right now. Three 0 Leeds, impressive and more impressive than anyone was Donny Van der Beek who got man of the match. Yeah, Leeds were unlucky though. Yeah, Leeds hit the bar, they hit the post. Yeah, they they had a couple of. I mean, did you see Rodrigo's one? I did. It, it's still rattling, Christ. isn't it? It's still rattling. I can still hear it now, all the way from Liverpool. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was, I, th I thought. Well, Leeds had most of the ball. Yeah. But they just didn't seem to be able to create much. All of like, all of the chances really came from Everton. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So you know, Leeds played well to a point, but then couldn't get anything going. Yeah. Obviously, they're still missing Bamford. And Phillips, yeah. Phillips are still out, yeah. But they're in a they're in a spot of bother. They are in a very big spot of bother, yeah. Yeah. But they got Tottenham they, play. They've got to play Tottenham soon, so they'll be fine. They'll be fine. But no, <laughs> Leeds. Leeds are on twenty three points. Newcastle twenty one. And then Norwich. So they're still six points clear of of Norwich at the minute, but. They're in danger yeah. of being sucked in. They are. They are. And I think a lot of it will depend on Norwich at this point. I think Watford are in... Watford, 
Yeah, I mean, we're still waiting for Burnley to catch up to see exactly where they're at, but I think they're in trouble. I, th I, th I think you're right. I think Burnley are in deep trouble. Yeah. And are, as are Watford. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But no, Frank seems to be getting them started now. Donny van der Beek showing that he can do it in the Premier League. Yeah. In the midfield. Just goes Long to may show that continue. If you start him in a game, he might actually be all right. Yeah. But let's see what he can do. I hope I hope he has a brilliant second half of the season, I do. I yeah. do. And then Everson will buy him. I mean there's no there's no option in the loan and for them to buy him. It doesn't have to be. You can you can just go, there's forty million Manchester United. We'll have him, thank you. Well, well they might say no. Mm. They might say no. They might say no. Well if he has a good if he if he has a brilliant second half of the season and then you look at our midfield right now. You might go, yeah, all right. And like, if we get Ten Stargan in, which is one of the names being linked, yeah, the Manchester United job, he'll have he's worked with Donny at Ajax yeah. and comes up in that, that kind of way of football. So, but anyway, back to that game. It was it was a very very good performance from Everton. Yeah, Seamus um, Coleman putting it, putting his head in where it hurts, as they say. Indeed. Got the goal. But, indeed. Um, yeah, no, very be brave. Good. Very good result for Everton. Much Very good, indeed. And Yetman also down the bottom. Let's talk about Newcastle. Trippier scoring winners left, right, and centre. Yeah, but unfortunately, has suffered the old classic metatarsal injury. Yeah, David Beckham it... was the original one, wasn't he? Yeah, then Rooney got one. Yeah. No one had ever heard of the metatarsal bone until that point. No, when was it? Two thousand and six, was it? Was it 2002? 2002 would have been Beckham. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then Owen had his, didn't he, in 2006? Yes, yeah, he broke it playing up, playing against yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, so there was... Paul Robinson did it. Yeah. There was he didn't Beckham. do it. He ran into he him. It was Beckham, Owen, and then Rooney had one going into a World Cup. And I think. Rooney had his going oh, no, Rooney Euros, had going out. Yeah. It was going out of the Euros, wasn't it? He broke his in the Euros. Yeah. That's it. And then there was Owen in 2006. There we go. So, yeah, the metatarsal, England player, English players, we need we need some bigger bones. They need to yeah. have some more calcium in their diet. I think he's going to be a big miss for him, Trippier. I think he's going to be huge because it looks like he would really make an impact yeah. in the way that, you know, probably help him with the organisation at the back. He Obviously, with his set-piece delivery, yeah. with the goals, he's, score, he's scoring yeah. goals for him. You know, he really showed that he's a he's a level above anything that they've got. Yeah. There was a reason why Atletico Madrid bought him. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But they but, are um, out of the bottom three, Newcastle. Yeah, they are out of the bottom three. And let's see if they can maintain it. That's gonna be interesting now. It will be tasty down there. Let's go to the top of the table then. So on Saturday night, Norwich Hosted the leaders, Man City. And what a performance from Raheem Sterling. Yeah, what a performance. But I have to say, first and foremost, I turned this game on at about 25 minutes in. It's expecting it to be at least 1-0 to Manchester City. It's a fair play to yeah. Norwich. Most teams will not keep Manchester City out for 31 minutes. True. Very true. <laughs> but it was it was a great... Uh, like Raheem... The dream they call him, yeah. and that's the reason he's 
He's very good. He's a very good footballer. He gets a lot of stick, and I never understand why he gets the stick. Even when he was England's best player in the Euros, he was still getting stick. And I was like, I don't understand why he gets... Why he get, Why does he get the stick? He just doesn't... I just don't understand it. Perfect hat-trick as well for him. Well-deserved. Left-right header. Looks good. Yeah, he had to wait for it, though. He had to wait for it. He, he did have come to close wait. to him not getting it. He did have to wait for it, <laughs> All the way to the last last minute of the game. Yeah, Phil Foden also. A very English affair in the goal scorers for Man City. Yeah. With Phil Foden getting the fourth one as well. Do you know what? I didn't even realise Phil Foden was out there. Because he's undyed his hair. He's gone back to the, <laughs> undyed, back undyed to the black. It. Yeah, he's let it grow out. I he's think is what you mean. Out, and I didn't even recognise it was him. Uh, yeah, the strange thing there though was no Grealish in the squad. No. So, uh, interesting. I don't know whether he's picked up a knock or something, but um, not sure. I haven't heard anything. But then it just but goes really to show the power involved. of Man City, didn't it? Obviously, Mahrez yeah. has come back from the Mahrez. other nations. Yeah, he was in there. Yeah. Fernandinho started. Rodri was on the bench. De Bruyne was on the bench. They didn't even get on. Those two. Yeah. Yeah, De Bruyne had a rest. He just brought some kids on instead, didn't he? Yeah. And he just... but, yeah, go on. You guys have a run out now. He just like... Three. Three nil up at that point. The power of that squad is just. Ugh. He did miss a penalty though, didn't he, Raheem? He had to go in on the rebound. Yeah. But uh, you take you take them, you take them, whatever you can get them. Exactly. Uh, Liverpool then as well, still cruising. Two, a bit of a, more of a trickier affair yeah, for them. They, they ground it out, didn't they? Indeed. Uh, against Burnley, Burnley showing showing fight. Did you expect them to do? Fabinho coming up with a winner. Yeah, but it was very much a case of Burnley missed loads of chances. Liverpool took yeah. the one that they got. Yeah, and they got Salah and Mane back in the side as well, so they're, they're well away now. They're, they're up for this now. Yeah, yeah, it's um, going to be an interesting last third of the season at the top of the absolutely. table as well. Absolutely, now they've seen that out. They know that Oxlade Chamberlain can still do a job for him. They've got Luis Diaz, who's just come to the club. Their squad's looking in much better, Nick. It is, that, yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Now that players have proved that they can do it without Mane and Salah, that was that, that was big from that period. Yes, it as was. we've discussed yeah, yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, the other really good game that I enjoyed was the Leicester West Ham game. Yeah, yeah. That was, full, that was a game full of drama. Handball or not handball? Uh What's your take? Handball. I thought so too. <laughs> Not I just because he's so West Ham, but that hits his arm. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was, but um, it's it wasn't given. Hey, wasn't given. No. And you know what? We, as United fan, we've suffered with that lately. So sorry, Leicester. VAR heartbreak. Jared Bowen though, another goal. Yeah, he's he's on it, and he's Bowen at the minute. Yeah. Really showing some good form. West Ham um, looking good at the moment. Well, they fought back, didn't they? They had to fight for it to get to get the equaliser at the end, and they yeah. kept going. They weren't brilliant, West Ham. I thought Leicester overall were a lot better than them yeah. throughout the game overall, which is why I wouldn't worry too much. Leicester fans seem to be a little bit nervous at the minute, but I wouldn't be. I think it was just one of them, one of those days for them. Yeah, West Ham. Their big test will come when the European football comes back again. Yeah, obviously it's gonna get it's gonna come thick and fast. Yeah. But yeah. And you've got to try they, did, and they didn't play they didn't play brilliant. They didn't play well though, West Ham in that game, but it was just a very entertaining game of football. It was, yeah, it was good to watch that one. 
then I think we're left with two games. So Watford getting beaten 2-0 by Brighton. Lovely goal from Neil Mopay in this one. Yeah, very nice goal, that one. On the half volley. Uh, Lovely stuff. What, Watford, obviously, we know are struggling. Brighton are having a really, really good season. They are, and they're right behind us now. Yep, ninth in the table currently. Yeah, they might they might have a cheeky little half an eye on a European spot, but I would think that's all it is. Just half just half an eye. Yeah. Half half an eye glancing at it, maybe potentially if we can get a few good results going. So yeah, no good one that. And then Brentford Palace gave us a nil nil. It did, and it gave us the introduction to Christian Eriksen back in the Premier League. That was probably the best thing to come out of that yeah. game. It really was. It was nice to see him come back on. And he played as well. He had a bit of a warm-up game, set up a goal. Yeah, in in a yeah in a friendly, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he got an assist. So he's back on a football pitch. So I wouldn't think he's going to be too far away from actually playing. No, he might. They might give him an extra another one, and then stick him on the bench to see how he goes. Well, and then bring him well, off, off the bench away on Saturday. I don't think they'll start him. In that no, game. I don't think they'll start him. Imagine bringing him on against Arsenal. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh dear. But yeah. That was that's about it then, I think, for Premier League this week. Uh shall we talk about Chelsea's great success? I mean they we can talk now... about their success. I they are the world champions. They are the champions of the world. But they can't wear the badge. They're not allowed to wear the badge in the Premier League. They can wear it in Europe though. Oh they can wear it in Europe, can they? Oh that's good. Yeah, you wait you wait for let them put it on. Okay. Um but the Premier League won't let them. No. I think it's harsh. I think, like, cause, you know, because this happened to United as well back in two thousand and eight, and I was like, well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you let that be a showcase that your league has the world champions in it? Yeah. Why? You know what I mean? I mean, I know you're going to have your issues because it's Chelsea, blah blah blah. But I, I genuinely, I th I think they should be allowed to wear it. I do. Yeah. You've you've have to you have to earn that, right? You earn it through qualification in your league. You earn it by winning the Champions League, and then you earn it through winning that competition. As, as it's not a competitive competition by any means. Let's not kid ourselves. But you know, you still have to earn. You still have to do a lot to get there. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think. Let them. I think. Let them wear it. Let them wear it. If it was Tottenham. If it was Tottenham. No. I mean, pigs would be flying in the sky, etc., etc. Et but less of that. But you know. I I I I don't have an issue. I think they should be allowed to wear it, and I don't see why the Premier League wouldn't let them. Because, like I said, it's it's a showcase to go. Hey, look, this is the home of the world champions. Well, you can write a letter to League. Richard Masters and ask him. I mean, it probably comes from the rest of the clubs being jealous, doesn't it? That's what it comes from. Well, it probably needs a majority vote, as it always does, for something yeah, to happen. I, so yeah, I don't, I don't I don't see that. I don't see why it's an issue. But yeah, no. They've gone and they've gone and they've won it. You know, expected to. They would have been favourites for it. But like I said, you have to earn your spot in that tournament. And it's getting a bit of a revamp. Is it? But obviously, with Thank a little bit, God. a little bit by all means. I don't know exactly what they're doing. But it's going to get a bit of a revamp. Um, but because of when it's placed as well, it's difficult with you know slap rock bang in the middle of the European season. Yeah, it, it is a bit tricky to to get something with any meat and bones to it. Yeah, but. You know, normally in that competition, it's South America meets meets Europe. That's the final, isn't it? Normally, normally in that tournament. Yeah, normally. But yeah, no, good win for them. Happy days indeed for Chelsea fans. Congratulations. You are the champions of the world. No one can take that away from you. 
do you want to take us around the world? Because there are some interesting things happening around the world this there week. There has been a very interesting at home and abroad this week. Let's, uh, let's hear it then. So, another huge weekend in Spain as Atletico score an 89th minute winner with 10 men against Catafe. Barcelona also score late to rescue a point against Espanyol. Sevilla win as Real Madrid draw and the gap is down to four at the top of Spain. In Germany, Borussia Dortmund bounce back from their shock defeat last weekend by beating Union Berlin 3-0. Bochum shock Bayern Munich by four goals to two. There was another late goal in France as PSG beat Rennes as Marseille win to hold on to second and to keep the gap to Paris Saint-Germain. In Italy, Milan hit the summit with Inter and Napoli drawing with one another. In the A-League down under, Western Western United maintained top spot but Melbourne City closed to within a point. And in the FA Trophy, Needham Market, we mentioned them a few weeks ago on the podcast. They're still going strong in the FA Trophy and their reward for getting to the quarterfinals is to draw Stockport County. Look at them still going. They are the lowest ranked side left in the competition. Lovely stuff. All the other teams are National left. League teams. Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, that... that uh... Bayern result, I was watching that come in. I watched it go, you know, 2-1, 3-1, 4-1. I was like, what? Yeah. Shakes things up a there. little bit in Germany. Not a lot. Yeah, I also, I, also, I also saw a few people on Twitter going, oh, it's just Bayern trying to make you think that it's a competitive league in Germany. <laughs> but don't worry, they'll be fine. I know it's all it's all getting very, very it's interesting. Milan, very back interesting at, yeah. Milan back at the top of Serie A is a nice little... Uh, Nice little story, I like that. Nice little throwback, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice to see Milan back challenging for titles. You love to see it. Uh, so, no, no, some interesting things happening around the world this week. Um, do we have any news about our wonderful, wonderful friend Gianluca Guadino on his loan? We do have some news from Gianluca this week. So if anybody's missed this, we are massive football manager fans, myself and Chris, and we have been tracking one of the football manager wonder kids from 2015, Gianluca Giardino is his name, formerly of Sander Hassan, but now on loan at Eltac in the Austrian League, and he played 90 minutes this week, Chris. Let's go. That's the first time he's played 90 minutes since May of last year. Okay. But they lost. Oh. They lost to Austria then by two goals to nil. Oh. He's warming up. 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 Get those... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the, get the training. Get the training sorted. He's warming up. He's just getting used to the league. I'm yeah. sure it's a very tough competitive league, that, that Austrian league, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. I don't want to disagree with you at all. Cool. So, thank you all very much for listening this week. Uh... But before we do end, let's have a look at the fixtures coming up this weekend. So the fixtures for match day 26, in inverted commas, of course, with everyone still trying to catch up. So West Ham take on Newcastle in the lunchtime game on Saturday. Three o'clock games as well on Saturday. Arsenal against Brentford. Brighton against Burnley. Liverpool take on Norwich. Southampton take on Everton. 
Aston Villa take on Watford. Lots of games at three o'clock. Jesus. And Crystal Palace <laughs> take on Chelsea before we head to the 5.30 game. And I'm really not looking forward to this. Tottenham strip to the Etihad to take on Manchester City. Two games on Sunday. Leeds take on Manchester United before Wolves take on Leicester. Some big games coming this weekend then. I mean, if we can't defend against Wolves, Manchester City oh, are yeah. going to eat us alive. Indeed. And then obviously Manchester United Leeds is always a big game. That's going to be tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Midlands, Midlands Derby, Wolves, Leicester. Yeah. Lots to look forward to. Uh, don't forget, though, guys, if you do want to get in touch with us, you can. You can tweet us at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with all the news and all the fun and debate to come out of the football that's coming. But for now, we will see you all later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.